You're listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. The VoiceOver Hour podcast takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. The VoiceOver Hour podcast will be dropping every Tuesday. It'll be up to an hour long, some interviews more, some less, and I'm going to be talking to wonderful experts in the voiceover industry who are going to share their stories as well as share information and advice for you. I started the VoiceOver Network five and a half years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. This episode was recorded on the Roadcaster Pro Podcast Production Studio, the amazing all-in-one podcasting console from Rode Microphones. Hello and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Uh, it's great to have everyone joining us. Now we've got a very special podcast today. We have an amazing guest, the incredible Jamie Sparer Roberts. Now, Jamie is a world-renowned casting director who has worked on some of the most popular and highest-grossing animated films of all time, including Frozen, Frozen 2, Zootopia, Tangled, Moana, and Racket Ralph. Uh, she has won the coveted Casting Society of America's Artios Award for Outstanding Achievement in Animation three times, plus has been named one of Elle magazine's most powerful women in Hollywood. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. It's, um, yeah, wonderful joining us from all the way from beautiful Los Angeles. <laughs> it's a little gray outside today. <laughs> Is it? It's not that beautiful today. <laughs> I'm indoors, though. Okay. Oh. Good, good, good. Um, so just kind of getting started, how did you, I mean, you've had such an incredible career. Uh, you've worked on so many amazing films. How did you, how did you get started in castings? Straight out of college, actually. Uh, my sister was already working in the business and I didn't uh, know what I wanted to do professionally. And she helped me get an opportunity part-time while I was in school. And when I graduated, uh, the people that I worked for offered me a job full-time working in talent management. And I really didn't I wasn't that interested in talent management and they recommended that I get into casting and they helped me get my first job in casting. And I think I was 22 or 23 years old and I've been working in casting ever since. And I started in live action and fell into animation by accident and, and I fell in love. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and you've worked on, I mean, some of the most successful animated movies of all time, including Frozen. Uh, which is, you know, which is, I mean, just, it's such a huge film and I've got two little ones. So, you know, I have, we've watched it. I mean, I, so many times in our house. 
Um, what is what was it like to be part of of the fro? You know, be part of Frozen because it was. I mean, it has just been huge, magical, unbelievable. Um, I, I couldn't have dreamt of anything like it. And people often ask if we knew when we were working on it that it was going to be such a tremendous success. And no, or we would do the same thing every time. Um, but it has just been this gift that has kept on giving in so many ways. And I feel so fortunate to have been a part of it and to keep getting to be a part of every offshoot of it. Um, it was it was it is wonderful. It's I mean, I, I love Frozen. There are lots of reasons why I love it. But the fact that it's it's strong women and two strong women, which is just wonderful. Uh, and it's so great for the next generation to to have that that um, for them to look at. So. Um, so, yeah, just just incredible. And well done, because I think your casting made that film. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> It's a collaboration, but yes, I mean, I'm, I have a sister and I feel like the relationship in the movie mirrors a lot of my relationship with my sister and my sister is how I got into this business. And so I'm, I um, feel like it was kismet that I got the opportunity to work on it, but it, it is a really beautiful film. And, and Kristen and Adina really brought the relationship to life. And I can't imagine you know, two other people having played those parts um, as beautifully as they did. So yeah. we're very fortunate. Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, and just just talking about kind of the current situation at the moment, obviously, the world is, is in a very strange place. Um, how, how have you with the pandemic and the coronavirus and who knows when that's going to uh, go? And um, how have how have you managed to adapt to that situation? And Disney, you know, because obviously, you know, things kind of shut down. And I think we all got to the point where it was like, oh, okay, no, we've got to kind of bash on. Well, I think in animation, we've been really lucky. Um, technologically speaking, it's been yeah. uh, it's been easier for us in the sense that we haven't had to stop production too much. Um, yeah, uh, we've fortunately been set up at home um, so that we could continue working on the films that we have in production and development. And, you know, we've been working remotely. Uh, it's not exactly the most ideal way to cast. Um, you know, I love actors and I love being in the room with them and, you know, relating with them in person. Um, so doing it over Zoom is not the best way to audition people and, it, you lose the personal connection yeah. um, that I think is so important. And I love having actors and directors in the room together and being able to, you know, develop a rapport and forge a relationship. But since we can't do that, um, you know, doing it, you know, over the computer is yeah. the next best way. Unfortunately, the timing is a little bit off. So um, we've been doing a lot of self recording and then, sending it off and then giving direction and having it done again. And it, it does take a little more time and patience, but it's getting done. And, you know, it, it's a good way for some actors who are normally used to working a lot in live action and who are having a lot of downtime for them to actually be making a little bit of money, um, yeah. you know, while they can't be working on set. So, definitely, you know, and do you think, do you think, 
there are more animations. Do you think it's going to help? I mean, there'll be more animations being made now because of the pandemic, because, of course, you can make animations. It's easier in, in the current situation to make an animation than it is to obviously do a, a live action. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. it seems like there's been an animation boom. A lot of um, TV shows did their final episode in animation or did their pilot episode in animation. Um, it's great for animation. And I, uh, you know, any way that people can continue to work and, you know, feed their families, it's yeah. it's great. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do. Yeah. I think we're very lucky in the voiceover world that we were kind of, we were almost ready for for the pandemic because we had home studios set up and, and we, we, you know, being able to continue working. So that's a massive, massive blessing. Um, and so just, just tell us, I mean, being a casting director must be a lot of fun. Tell us, what do you, what do you love about your job? There are so many things I love about my job. I, um, like I said, I, I love being around actors, but the, the, and I've said this so many times, but I get them at their, the best 15 minutes of their day. They're happy to see me. They're full of hope. There's opportunity. <laughs> they perform for me. A lot of times they come in and they sing and it's like I get, you know, a concert all day long. And it's it's not just one performer. It's 20 performers. And, um, you know, I love going to the theater and doing the research and I get to attend um, festivals and, you know, uh, going out there and scouting talent is a favorite thing for me. And the excuse of getting to watch as many movies as I want to and television and, you know, um, just I, I also love the opportunity to um, not necessarily discover new talent, but to watch somebody who maybe hasn't had a tremendous amount of success yet become a humongous success and that gratitude and appreciation, but also watching the bewilderment and the excitement wash over them is um, just, it's so much fun. It's almost like taking a child at Disneyland for the first time and just seeing that, you know, that yes. happiness and the wonderment. Um, I, yes. I like watching um, other people um, get as excited about the craft and the, you know, the fun as I am. So, yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. I, you know, it's a fun job. It's creative. It's like me. It's like, uh, you know, getting a box with puzzle pieces in it and then f putting that final piece in there and the satisfaction that you get when it's done. So. Wow. Oh, amazing. Amazing. And and yeah, it must be wonderful when you when you find people and yes, and give them give them their first break. And 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 so where do you find your talent for I mean, where do you where do you go to get talent? To find Everywhere. People? I yeah. will. Go, it doesn't matter where it comes from. I don't it. They can come from under a rock in upstate New York. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but anywhere where we can find the right person that makes sense for the role and that um, gets along great with our creative team and, you know, feels right and can breathe life into the character. Um, nice. It doesn't matter where they come from. So, yes, yeah, so there are going to be lots of voice actors listening to this um, podcast who would love to work in animation and animation films. So what would you say to people wanting to wanting to, to get their first break or wanting to just get into animation movies, animation? My advice is to take as many acting classes as they can and 
learn to emote with your voice and not rely on your physicality necessarily. And particularly for voiceover, strong sketch comedy skills and improvising, learning to, um, you know, think off the top of your head and just be ready for anything at any time. It, those types of skills really lend themselves to booth acting. And, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's not just all about what you can do with modulating the sound of your voice or those cartoony sounds that yeah. people think that, you know, just because you have an interesting sound to your voice, it's not just all of that. Yeah. No, it's the acting, isn't it? That's, that's the really key. Good. It's, it really um, it's, it's being able to act. So, um, so wonderful. And then, um, and so would you, would you just take, take us kind of briefly through your the casting process and how that works? So from, from your side of things. You know, it's really different on every project that I work on because it really depends on what the director's process is, um, right. what their comfort level is and what how they like to run things. But typically what I'll do is I will meet at our studio. We have a, a director driven studio. They They usually come up with an idea for a project that they would like to work on and they kind of assemble a team and um they will come up with an idea for a story. And usually I'll get in there pretty early when they figure out kind of a basic idea of who their characters are. Yeah. Um, and we'll start talking about what kind of a sound their character might have and what the personality of the character is. And then I start coming up with some ideas of um, actors that I can think of, or maybe even characters from other films that I would liken their characters to. And we'll just um, kind of bounce around ideas. Um, I've already started, you know, going to theater or I've met with some actors that I think might be interesting tonally for that project. And I'll introduce them to the directors. Um, you know, there's a lot of research that goes into it. Uh, once there is some material from the project, like if they bring a writer on, then we'll have auditions and the director will have an opportunity to hear their words read out loud. I very much encourage the director to go into the booth with actors when we have auditions so that they can really get a feel for what who the actor is and what the actor is going to bring to the project, not just vocally, but um, what do they feel like, you know, as a person and uh, you know, what story can they tell? Um, yeah. it's really important to me personally that, um, I bring in actors that are, that are really willing to play and, yeah. um, be, uh, a part of our crew, yeah. um, and are going to be generous with our directors because, you know, it takes a really long time to make an animated feature. And if I am going to put this, this actor, from outside with a director that I've known for a really long time for the next couple of years. I want to make sure that that person is, you know, is a good person. Yes. Who's gonna be kind <laughs> to the director and, you know, they might have to travel together to do press and you really yeah. get married to these people for the next few years. And so mm -hmm. I feel like that's part of my job. We're like an employment agency. We're we like a matchmaker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it's a really long process. And yeah. like I said, every director is different. So their needs are a little bit different. Some of them are more seasoned. Some of them, it's their first time. And I kind of just do my audience analysis in that regard and, 
try to suss out what the needs of each particular director are and then bring them um, actors that would fit those particular needs and then kind of go along the process that way. And it's it's really different every time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a director will want to see five or 10 actors and sometimes a director will want me to what I call cast by the pound. And, you know, they need to see 150 actors and some of them want to see them all in person. And some of them want me to send them, you know, you know, tape just, or you know, recordings and they want to do it blindly. They don't want to see what anybody looks like. I personally don't think that that is um, conducive to getting the right people necessarily, because I think personality plays a lot into it. Yes. It's not just the sound. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so how long, yeah, so how long does the, I mean, I guess, it, yeah, it depends on the project, doesn't it? How long the casting process takes, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it took us 18 months to find um, LEE for Moana, which wow. is unusual, but it was, you know, it was the type of role that it was. It was the directors that I was working with. It was, there were so many factors involved. That's very unusual. Yeah. Um, for something to take so long. Um, and then there are other roles. I mean, there were there are parts, uh, for instance, with um, Frozen, Josh Gad, um, who who's brilliant. Uh, oh, my gosh. He, <sighs> he read in um, a table read that we did even before the project was greenlit years before it was even called Frozen. Um, he read at the table read and the, when we walked out of the table read, the, um, the chief creative officer at the time, when we left the table read said, if we make this movie, that kid is playing Olaf when when we left the room and it was years before we even really started making the movie. So it can be. So did no, nobody else read? Nobody else auditioned? We did did audition people subsequently, but it was never anybody else. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah, he, he owns that part. It was just yeah, fantastic. Really? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was written just, yeah, perfectly. Um, wonderful. And, um, and then, so, I mean, again, I guess it's like how many people you see for a role depends on, on the role. Um, do you, do you always, can't, do you always go through agents or do you sometimes go directly to people? Both. I mean, okay. I've dealt directly with people, We've had open call situations. Um, we've we've auditioned people. The people have submitted auditions on YouTube before. It's wow. like I said, I will I'll look under a rock somewhere for the right person. Yeah, and then when people are represented or not, I've gotten unsolicited um, submissions through people have found my email address before. Wow! So. Wow! And then and then so so when it comes to the audition. And I know this is a tricky one, but I always ask this to casting directors because it's the thing that, that all actors want to know. Um, you know, you you you're obviously listening, you're you're watching, you're listening to to lots and lots of people do the same read. What is it that what is that kind of magic? Can you describe what it is when somebody just, nails it? You just said it. It's magic. It's magic. Literally. I don't know. You know, casting yeah. is subjective. So I don't. It's not anything that I know better than you or, you know, the next person does. It's all I get hired to do the job for my taste. And, you know, it's just one person's taste over another. And I just feel like I have a gut instinct about something. Mm -hmm. And and Disney Animation Studios likes my instincts. 
Um, so they just trust me when I say that's the person and, or, you know, I, I honestly can't tell you what it is. Yeah. It's just how I, it's just the one skill that I have to be honest with, with you. Yeah. An amazing skill. That I have it because I don't know what else I would do. <laughs> yes. I'm just lucky that I like doing it and that somebody's willing to pay me for it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that's the, that's the, the, the magic job, isn't it? When you, yeah, right. you're, you're doing something that you love and you're getting paid. I, I find myself often doing voiceovers and voice acting and just it blows my mind that I actually get paid for it, you know, which is just right. lovely to be doing something. And I think everybody should do something that they love. That's that's so important. You know, we're only here for limited time. And and I think if anything, the pandemic has all kind of taught us to to live now and and, and embrace life. And yeah, absolutely. Um, so many people during the pandemic, I think, have, have made shifts and changes. And there may be people listening who are changing direction in their careers and and so I say I say to all of you um do what you love which is yeah absolutely um and then and then in terms of I think so for me in my career something that has been absolutely key and I, and there's part of why I started the voiceover network a big part of that is networking so the you know how how important do you think networking is you know for for actors and voice actors you know, what's funny about that is that I have a quite a few friends who are actors and I um, I don't think that they're that maybe some of their reps will appreciate me saying this. But a, a lot of times uh, the work that they procure is from, you know, the relationships that they've cultivated over the years. It isn't even, you know, necessarily that their agent put them up for a particular role or something. It's, you know, they went to some party and they met this person and that person ended up being a showrunner on this particular, you know, TV series and they wrote them apart or whatever it is. So of course, networking is huge. And, mm. you know, if you make yourself memorable and you put yourself out there, it's, it used to be, you know, people would ask me, you know, do you like postcards? Do you like when you get postcards from actors, do they mean anything or do you just throw them out? you never know when your postcard is going to land on somebody's desk and they're going to need your type that day for something that works the next day. So who am I to tell you not to send out postcards? If you have the money to put the postage on the postcards, then by all means, go do it. Yeah. You know, you have to put yourself out there as much as you possibly can because something is bound to stick. You know, yes. you just never know. Yeah. Networking is huge, mm. especially if you're, you know, a memorable, fun person, people are going to want to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and the key is, yeah, go to parties. No, <laughs> well, exactly. obviously not at the moment, but when we can go to parties again. Um, but yeah, no, I, yeah, I absolutely agree. Well, networking I, is sending emails too, yes, or putting yes. together your little newsletter, you know, or if you, if you book something and sending out reminders for people to watch it or, yes. you know, it doesn't, yeah. that, part doesn't really cost you anything so yeah. what's the you know Definitely. and the social media as well I mean do you what, what are your thoughts on this is social media do you kind of do you take that into consideration when casting I mean you mean like numbers like what yeah. are some numbers or, or just their behavior I guess as well on oh socials. uh because I work for the company that I work for, I personally think that people have a social responsibility, like, you know, to behave themselves. I, if, if somebody, um, 
if somebody is doing something unsavory on social media, do I think twice about utilizing them? I think, you know, if they're doing socially irresponsible things, probably yes. I, I mean, yeah, I, I would think twice about hiring somebody who's doing things that are not, you know, in line with the Disney brand. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then going back to the numbers thing, does that, does that make a difference if you're, if you were kind of to me personally? No, 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 I'm looking for talent. I'm looking for the best person for the part. I'm looking for somebody who, like I said before, breathes life into the character and makes sense for the role and all of those things. Like I personally don't believe in, um, you know, followers and this, that and the other thing and being part. I mean, if, if you ask my marketing department, if they disagree, maybe, but that's never personally been a consideration for me when I'm bringing actors to the directors. If it so happens that that comes along with it, then great. Yeah. But um, I, I, I hiring like, um, you know, I know that there are times where people have hired YouTubers hoping that, you know, they, they would bring an audience or whatever. By the time our movies come out, that person might not be relevant anymore because yeah. it takes so long to make an animated feature from the inception of the idea to the delivery to the um, to the theater, it could be four years and that person might not even be relevant anymore. <laughs> so I don't really take that stuff into consideration, you know, when we're casting, yeah. you know, initially now. Awesome. Um, you were you've been named Elle's uh, magazines, uh, one of the most powerful women in Hollywood. Where do you where do you get your inspiration? Um, I think the people that I work with and the projects that come my way, you know, is are what inspire me. I just like I said before, like the job that I get to do itself is what inspires me. I, I just really love the product that I work on and the people that I work with and the actors that come my way. I, the, that's what inspires me, the love of the craft and the love for what I do and the love for the product. Nice. Um, it's that simple. I, I mean, I have a, I have a, it, it, this sounds silly, but I have a great family and I have a great home and I have great friends and all, you know, my life is nice. I yeah. don't have a lot of complaints. Um, but at the end of the day, the, the reason why I feel like I can do a great job at work is because I have been lucky enough to work on really great films with great people. So it's it's pretty easy to do my job because I I get to work on, you know, great films. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is amazing. Wow. Wonderful. And uh, one last question. One last question. Um, I was like these, this question. Uh, what would you say to um, young Jamie? What, what piece of advice would you give to a younger you? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> don't worry, you'll figure it out. Beautiful. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Wonderful. That has been amazing talking to you today, Jamie. Thank you so much. I know you're incredibly busy working on some great things. I know you've got some, there's some big movies coming out. Um, you've got some wonderful projects that you're working on. Um, 
which including uh, I was going to mention uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. Yeah, Raya is coming. They just uh, released the Raya. teaser trailer. Okay. We're super excited about it. I um, watched it. It looks incredible. So um, yeah, I can't wait you. to see it. This was uh, a fun distraction for me today. Thank you so much for having me, oh, Rachel. Thank you so, so much. It's been amazing. Been wonderful chatting to you. Thank really? you, Jamie. We'll see you soon. This podcast is sponsored by Focusrite. Focusrite's range of Scarlet Audio interfaces has already helped make more recordings than any other interface in history. And with the third generation, you'll sound better than ever. The Scarlet is enabling millions of voiceover artists, musicians, podcasters, and content producers to record, mix, and playback audio in studio quality everywhere, all the time. Find out more at focusrite.com. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, with special sponsors, Rode Microphones, Source Elements, Studio Bricks, and Focusrite. The Buzz magazine is actually the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. It's available globally, in print and online, and in English and Spanish. It's a quarterly magazine and it's filled with reviews, interviews, stories, up-to-date information. The Buzz Magazine is a wonderful platform that builds bridges for voiceover communities around the world to come together to share relevant information. And I'm incredibly proud of it. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode where we bring you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry. You're listening to a Podcast Company podcast. This was made by Podcast Syndicator, where we help you go from start to grow to making money with your podcast. Let us help you share your message and your voice with the world. Reach out now, Jason at podcastsyndicator.com or Brett at podcastsyndicator.com to find out more. Thank you for listening and do come back to hear nothing but the best podcasts.